Okay. Hello, it's Mustafa. Welcome to the Untitled Podcast. And we have my co-host, Trenton. That would be me. And today we're going to be talking about burnout and burnout in like the psychological sense, not the burnout you do with a car or the PlayStation 2 game burnout. <laughs> oh, I love that game. I totally forgot about that. I that was a sick that. game, right? Dude, that was the best. That, that was the one where like the whole point of the game was to crash as many cars as you could, right? Yeah, you just like wreck cars the whole time. Oh, I, it was I a fun game. That. Yeah, and then Bring, Xbox It brings me back some nostalgia. Too. Xbox had a version that came free with the Xbox that so was called uh, Full Auto, and like all the cars had guns and stuff, and it was like oh. not the same, but it wasn't the same. The, oh, the original Burnout series was way The original that, so. Burnout is the classic. Yeah, that's OG. That's funny that you bring that up. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so Burnout, and we're talking in particular in uh, university students, right? Yeah, so, univer- well, university, yeah, and, and, and university professional programs, professional <laughs> programs, even in jobs. In jobs everything. as well, yeah, in any any person in, who's in, in sort of high stress, yeah. right? So let's let's go ahead and define it. I have like a full proper definition, so let's just go about and talk about okay. that. So burnout is a physiological, or not physiological, it's pathological. <laughs> burnout is a psychological syndrome emerging as a prolonged response to chronic interpersonal stressors on the job. So let's say, for example... You're working at a stressful job or you're studying intensely, med school, professional school, undergrad, any school, anything that's stressful. Um, there are three dimensions of this response that are that are overwhelming exhaustion, feelings of cynicism, uh, detachment from the job, and then a sense of ineffective or lack of accomplishment. Sounds about right. It's just, yeah. it's the whole idea of being chronically stressed out. And did you say like interpersonal or intrapersonal? It's uh, interpersonal. Interpersonal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So basically, and this, and this definition comes from a proper cited peer reviewed uh, research article. So this is what people have found. And these are the common symptoms that you'd see from people. So I can expand on them a little bit. So exhaustion, people affected feel drained and emotionally exhausted, unable to cope with, uh, unable to cope, tired and down and don't have enough energy, physical symptoms, things like pain and even GI problems. So it can manifest as something physical as well. Um, That somatoform stuff is always the worst because you don't realize. (laughs) Exactly. So like, for example, you don't eat, you get malnourished. GI problems just because you're stressed, right? That's GI problems. Even pain. You have sensation sensation of pain. You're more prone to feel more pain. Yeah. Uh, it it can manifest as like anxiety disorders as well, right? Like panic disorder and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. If it if it is a, pro- a prolonged long enough, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's the first main symptom. The second one would be alienation from work-related activities. People who have burnout find their jobs incre- increasingly stressful, so you lose your tolerance to the job. Maybe even the smallest things that normally wouldn't affect anyone would affect you more. Mm. So they may start being cynical about their working conditions and their colleagues. At the same time, they be maybe increasingly distant themselves emotionally and start feeling numb about their work. So they, let's say, for example, you're working. So this can happen to people who are, let's say, for example, even working their dream job. This this happens in athletes. This happens in artists. 
these like people who do their jobs that they are passionate about and are and they don't necessarily have to be doing bad at their job they could be like the top in their group or their profession and still have this burnout and lose passion for it because of um, burnout so it's not necessarily about performance like no it's, it's more, not it, it's it is not performance related but mm. it the symptom of it is that it does affect performance which leads to our third point and our third main symptom which is reduced performance yeah, burnout is- mainly affects everyday tasks at work at home and when caring for family members people with burnout are very negative at their tasks or about their tasks and find it hard to concentrate and lack creativity so this affects physical and um, mental uh, jobs so these those are the main three symptoms that uh, scientists have found through research that are common among people who are feeling burnout and these are things that people will report um, or uh, are they more like, well, I guess you could quantitatively test stuff like, like anxiety. You could, but I think majority affect, of right? the tests that they have done is self-report tests yeah, makes for sense. this. Yeah. And so I can give you a little bit more. So how is this like different to depression, do you think? Because wouldn't it be similar to depression? Well, I think... Um, the whole idea with burnout is you think everyone has just like a finite number of resources, right? Like mm. a fi- like uh, a finite number, like uh, a finite amount of positive energy they can put towards a job <laughs> before. So, like, and they have to be, they have to have some sort of like, they have to be yeah. gaining something out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, I do think the burnout from a job will lead to depression, but I think burnout as well, like. Depression is going to be more widespread. Like you're not going to be motivated to really do anything. anything like you're not going to be able to right? find joy and be able to, you mm-hmm. know, have that precious serotonin given to you because <laughs> because you're doing something. Like with yeah. burnout, it's going to be more, I guess, specifically related related to the job. You're burnt out of your job. If you're burnt out of your job, you can still enjoy other things. At least yeah. from from my experience. Like I think that would be yeah. a key difference. So like from what I've found online and the research that I've looked. At, it said that in depression, negative thoughts and feelings aren't only about work, but all nice. aspects of your life. Hey. And then other typical symptoms of depression include self, low self-esteem, hopelessness, and suicidal tendencies. So you, those are more depression side of things, whereas burnout, you don't see the low self-esteem, hopelessness, and suicidal tendencies. Um, one thing I found when I was rotating with one of the psychiatrists is that the way to distinguish someone from burnout and depression is if someone takes time off Mm. from their work and they get better then you know it's burnout but when they don't they don't get better then there's a deeper cause to it right yeah and that's interesting you say about suicidal ideation um because i was reading up on a paper then they um they've Resurveyed something like three thousand uh, med students in the states, and like fifty percent of them reported burnout, um, mm-hmm. and eleven percent reported suicidal ideation. So they don't they don't go hand in hand necessarily. I think that like a severe amount of burnout, where well, I guess it would have to do as well with like how much someone wraps up their personality in their job, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you yeah. like I I know people that 
really just value or see their own value as how they're doing in their job and if yeah. they're if they're not if their job isn't going too well that immediately affects the rest of their personality and the rest of their um self-esteem and value for themselves right yeah so i think so that, so you're saying like if there was a positive outcome they would um less likely get burnout I would say so, but then, uh, then again, like you said, like it, it's not le- it's not a measure of success. You can be very successful, but just like the yeah. sheer, you can this be really successful. Exhaustion of how much you do, it's and how much you joy do. you're getting out of it, right? Yeah. Like yeah, it, exactly. if you're not getting joy out of something, yeah. you can be the best basketball player in the world. But if you don't enjoy the game, you're you're always spending those cognitive resources and you know energy rather than gaining it like you gain the energy from the joy that you have in the game but you're spending it for spending mm-hmm. probably way more right you yeah need that that replenishment of the of the joy so the way uh like i've been like looking at ways to improve burnout because i've been through it i've been through it intensely because i'm a med- medical student i'm a part of that 50 percent, and i felt it especially towards the end of my second year um and i made myself aware of it and i went out of my way to look at ways to improve my habits um my mentality um and basically knowing how to balance how much i do in my life so it's funny because when i learned that i've begun to do more which is funny but i think it's because i have okay i can explain it when i explain the ways to get better and what i've learned so the one thing my my point i wanted to get at was within a, a day let's say for example you have like a health bar kind of thing that health bar is your willpower Okay, you follow me, Trent? Oh, yeah. So, your willpower is drained on each task that you do slowly throughout the day. Yeah. Right? And from the research that I found and the books that I've read, so I'm going to mention a book that I read that helped me a lot. I'm going to plug it in, even though these people don't even know me, but they helped me a lot, so I would love to plug it in. Uh, the book is called Peak Performance, which is a good book. I suggest you read it, Trenton. Okay. Um, they talk about how even things like, let's say, for example, you're on a diet and you don't want to eat something like uh, a cookie. The resistance of eating cookie depletes that mental reserve of uh, willpower. Right. And then okay. what they did was they found a research... Uh, they they did that in a research article where they gave people cookies and they told them they're not allowed to eat it and then made them do another task afterwards and they found that the people who and they had two groups the first group was to resist the second group they just gave the cookie and they went on the people who resisted the second subsequent task was found to be harder and the did people control, who and the did people they control for blood sugar <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I, I didn't re- necessarily read the whole article. This is what they... I'm, I'm joking. This is what they referenced in the yeah, book yeah, itself. I got you. I got you. Um, but the people who just ate the cookie performed easier and better 
in the subsequent task. The ones who did eat the cookie. Did eat the cookie. They didn't have that mental strain to use that mental reserve of willpower. So <laughs> if we go in with that mentality that everything that we do depletes that bar that we have, that finite bar of willpower, then we can say, okay, what are tasks that we can remove from our life that depletes this bar that can improve our, uh, to improve us from not burning out day by day? Because day by day, it's like it builds up. Right. So if we're, so if we find these tasks that are going to, you know, decrease the amount that we're taking away from our willpower is there any way to like increase it or do you think that everybody just starts their life and continues in their life with a set and you know absolute amount of uh, willpower i think i think there is an objective number so i think there's no superhuman who can do everything so we're limited as humans right yes but then also we are limited by our biology as well at the same time, like personal genetics. So let's say, for example, some people may be better at maybe maybe have a better recovery of their willpower. Right. But generally, from what I've read, is that you have to do things in a certain way so that way you don't exhaust yourself. So I have, an, I have a couple of examples what they found, yeah, there, was a, there was a couple of articles here in the book that they mentioned in the peak performance. They found, so they, they looked at athletes, but they also looked at people in the creative fields, painters, um, uh, uh, scientists, no matter what, this works for everyone. Yeah. But they found the people who were the top performers in their fields did not sustain intense work for longer than two hours. The top performers. Okay. So they never did anything more than two hours at a time. So everything was in blocks. Right. And so the book suggests that you chunk the way you work into 60 to 90 minutes and then take breaks. Mm. And so they have this thing called, they have an equation. They made an equation. I thought it was a cool equation. Stress plus rest equals growth. Yeah. Oh, I can I, I can appreciate that because you're not going to grow without pushing your your own boundaries and pushing your own yeah. comfort zone, right? Exactly. But you can't constantly be because then you get tired. That makes total sense. Yeah. So with the idea of willpower, you don't want to deplete your willpower, so you need the rest, right? But if you want to grow and learn something new, you have to be in a state of stress, and the state of stress. Is not necessarily something negative. Stress is just a emotional, physiological response in your body to get ready for that certain task right. that you're demanding, right? So, and of course, I forgot the the researcher's name, but there was um, the one where the graph is like a bell curve. And then if you reach too high of a stress, you're going to decrease performance. And if you're too low of a stress, you're going to decrease in performance. But if you find that sweet spot of stress, you're going to perform the best. That's the Wundt curve. Is that what it's called? 
the Wundt curve. Yeah. Wundt curve. So there's Gust- a lot of research Gust- on that. Gustav Wundt, if I'm if not mistaken, that's his first name. But it's definitely the Wundt curve. And you can also, um, in music, it's called the Jurgis Dodson curve, which is it's the same the same sort of an idea. Same where, concept, right? Yeah, yeah, where like if you care if you care too little, then you're not going to perform. But if you care too much, you're also not going to perform well. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that in our first episode, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Hey. Yeah. Um, so you need to find that proper sweet spot of stress, but also find that moment of rest in between those sessions of stress. So that way you're able to not deplete that willpower, that finite willpower that you have every day. So that way you don't burn out. And like, there's, there's a way to approaching like, you know, a job or a, or a degree or, or whatever it is. Um, like, like there's, there's two ways that you can you can do it in a healthy way or a not healthy way and still be you know successful but one's gonna lead to burnout and um when i was looking up some stuff there's a the difference between like it was called harmonious versus obsessive passion and like mm-hmm. harmonious passion is free will so like you're doing things because of your own choice and because you're enjoying it and like yeah. that doesn't lead to burnout because you're still getting the joy out of it versus mm-hmm. like the obsessive passion where um it comes from intra or interpersonal like pleasure so you're only gaining something because someone else is giving you the motivation for it so it's 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 extrinsic motivation um and that's why they find even you know when you're when you're training a, a, I don't want to say training but like teaching a kid like trying to instill behaviors in a kid in their development like you have to give them in like intrinsic motivation like you can't give a kid candy every time they go on the potty because they're eventually yeah. like they're, <laughs> they have to be able to internalize that's their gain that they're going to get from it like mm-hmm. or whatever the behavior happens to be um like and yes that like both harmonious and obsessive passion may get may lead you to success um and they found that like these people who had those two types were generally successful uh, at least not significantly differently like uh in terms of their success mm-hmm. um but the obsessive passion let was what led to burnout and like they were like the people who reported more obsessive passion were like substantially substantially more stressed and more uh, more likely to uh to burn out yeah which i thought was interesting because that's exactly what you're saying with the with the balance right is like if you're doing something because of your own free will and because you're in like enjoying it and it's gonna sound mm-hmm. cliche where it's like oh you're never gonna work a day in your life but like it, it really is because yeah. the more like the more that you feel like you're giving your good energy into something rather than mm-hmm. your bad energy. And I know that sounds super, you know, stonerish, but like <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a very, very big difference, right? Like even for me, like recently I found that I'm putting a lot of bad energy into my schoolwork, like because I okay. just sit down and I feel like I need to do it. And it's like, yeah. oh, like I, I need to do, I need to get this done because my supervisor wants it. And I need to get it done because my, mm-hmm. I have to do this to, to get this in on time for a deadline. Right. And I, I definitely have yeah. seen my, my own work suffer because of it because I don't, I, I even, even talking to, I was talking to people today and I was saying that my heart isn't in it right now and I can mm-hmm. feel it. I can feel that my heart isn't in it and I'm doing it not for myself and for the joy of the game, but more yep. so to, to please other people. And that's why I'm even leading to burnout a little bit myself at the moment. Sure. Yeah. So tell me about that. What, 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 what about the burnout is that you're feeling like um, you're feeling that like, because you're, you're feeling that, 
you're not in your work you're feeling that it's more of a chore it's dragging you on and you're using more of your willpower to do that work that you're not giving your best for performance in terms of that work right absolutely correct that's a perfect yeah. way to put it is it's it's taking willpower for me to sit down and yeah. like and get this stuff done and like there's periods of time for sure where i'm excited to do my like my research where like i have a project yeah. going that's like this is good. This is <laughs> this yeah. is working, or this is something that I know is going to work, and therefore I'm motivated. And like, I can sit and I can run six hours of participants, and and like sure. that that's my day, and enjoy it, and be excited about it. But like now, and obviously it's going to be due to COVID as well, because everything is, has changed, and now grad school isn't what I wanted it to be whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it's completely different than from what you it's, expected, right? Yeah, than what I expected, and what I wanted, and what like it's it's uh like yeah that throws a a curveball into it and throws a new variable into it but overall like that's that's the thing is the moment that i felt that my heart wasn't in it anymore was the moment i started to feel more tired and feel yeah. more like like yeah. I, i'm doing an equal if not less amount of work now but i'm feeling absolutely exhausted after like after every week and i'm like oh yeah, finally the week it, is what over. you're basically defining is what is what this the the warning signs of burnout so can I, can I just like rephrase this in terms of the, the way I'm, I'm approaching it? So that way it's like, like a clear, concise way. So, yeah, so the, w- the way you're describing motivation is between something that's positive stress and something that's negative stress. Because stress yeah. in itself is a good thing and a bad thing, right? Absolutely. So when you're doing something that you enjoy and you're... employing positive stress tasks require less willpower and so one thing you also notice when you're doing something in good stress and let me define good stress like good stress or positive stress it's something that is you're doing a task that is demanding enough to push you out of your comfort zone but you are comfortable but you're still comfortable to do it you want Let's to say, for do example, it. you know the you, gain from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if the stress is too much and exceeds your abilities, right? But which I'm not saying they don't exceed your abilities. They are out of for you. It's that your expectations from what you had before are now changed because of COVID. That's why you're going into the negative negative stress of it. The positive stress, in terms of the uh, workload, can also be leading something to a positive stress or a negative stress so if yeah. it's too little you're going to go into a bored state where you're bored and you're not into it and you start thinking about other things so you're not going to perform in that task or you can be the the task is so difficult that it it starts to feel like a burden and then you're going to start to burn yourself out in terms of your willpower so your willpower will be drained on both ends of that spectrum you need yeah. to find yourself in that middle so when you find yourself in that, let's say, for example, that state where you have positive stress, right? And you are doing something that you're passionate about, the willpower demand is less, you will fall into a state of flow more often. The flow state, man. Yeah. <laughs> so do you know... You know the whole flow state concept? 
Absolutely, I do. I do jujitsu, yeah. man. That's yeah. There you <laughs> that, go. Yeah, it's jujitsu. <laughs> so in and terms of well. in terms of work, flow the. F- so the way I think about flow is engagement. How much something engages you. Yeah. So an example of this would be like, let's say, for example, you are at the movies, and you're watching a movie that you are so engaged in. And that movie finishes within 10 minutes in your mind, but it's actually a two-hour movie. That's flow state, right? Yeah. You are playing a sport that is demanding enough for you to have your conscious mind um, activated the whole time. But you have the ability, because you're playing among, among peers that are at the same level as you, you can be out there playing that sport for four or five hours and feel like five minutes. Right, it changes your perception of time. Exactly, because you're in that mental state where you're so engaged in that one thing that you don't feel like you're even using any of that willpower. And at the end of it, you're like, "Okay, I just did four hours of soccer. How did I do that? Four hours of soccer, so much energy, physical energy." Or for me, when I do my YouTube videos, I one day I sat six hours just editing that video because I was so into it. <laughs> and you don't mind. I don't mind. Don't I, mind. I, I, I loved it. I was like, this energy. is so cool. Yeah, exactly. Because I want to yeah, do it. The motivation is there. That's the, that's the positive stress. So when you find yourself in that flow state, that's when you know you're engaged in something that you like. So when you're engaged, you're enjoying. And when you're not engaged, you're either bored or the task is too hard. It's pretty simple like that. That's that's just like a model. That's not truth or fact. That's what I that's what I think from that's the research the curve, that I've done. Though. That that's the Vunt curve, right? In that like the, the Yeah, but the like, but they don't mention anything about flow state and engagement and consciousness and unconsciousness. That's like taking psychology with meditation and all that, which I'll mention. I want to mention meditation after this as well as a as a way to help help with Positive stress and negative stress. But one thing I wanted to talk about, one more thing. Sorry, Trenton. I feel like no, I'm go. rambling on. No, With no, negative no, stress and positive stress, there's a research article that I found. And what? Okay, never mind. I forgot the stress. I forgot the research uh, research article. Okay, you go ahead. Talk. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let it, I'll, let, I'll, let it, I'll let it come back to me and then I'll bring it up. Uh, yeah, just think about it. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like it, I'm I'm totally like you know on on the same page with everything that you're saying and you're, you're yeah. stealing most of my notes actually at at this point. Um, I'm sorry. No, but like I yeah you I, go well, on because like, I want I want to move on into like the whole idea of like how to help it. But like I'm just I'm I'm thinking and I'm kind of pondering on the idea where like is it is burnout ever like completely avoidable or do you think that like eventually everybody's gonna burn out what you're in what you're doing because like you're not gonna 100% into like no one has a job that they enjoy 100% every second of every day like you can have a job For that sure. you love but then there's always there, there's always something about that job that you're like ah I would I would change this <laughs> or sure. if I didn't have to do this that would be that'd be preferable so do you think that no. like you ever think that like there's any people that don't burn out ever yeah or and I it... think I think the thing is like burnout is something that is compounded over time if the right actions are not done 
to stop it. So I think it's like a it's like a like a like an up and down thing where you'll have high amounts of like negative stress, da da da, da like work and whatever, because there's no way you're gonna avoid using your willpower. You're always gonna use it. But if you're if you're the type of person who is constantly working, constantly uh, not taking breaks, you are you're on the road to burning out for <laughs> sure. You're not helping yourself at all. You're not helping yourself. But I think there, I think, and this is me just speaking my mind is that I think it's an up and down. So like, let's say you work and then you take a break and it goes back down. So it's one of those things where like you have to find that balance. So that goes back to the equation, stress plus rest equals growth, all right. stress, burnout. All rest, no growth. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna, you're never gonna grow if you're not challenging yourself at all. Yeah, exactly. So, so then, yeah, if someone feels like they're burning out, then what's uh, what's the move? So, I can I can speak of my experience, and then from some of the some of the stuff that they talked about in this book. So, for me personally, what I found was because med school is demanding. And med school has the financial burden with it. So like once you're in med school and you take that loan out and then you're paying tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars for med school, once you're in it, you can't get out. So with burnout, it's break that you need to take. So more breaks. So let's say, for example, you take a vacation from your work. And then if it's to the extent where there's just so much work and you're not feeling happy about what you're doing, then maybe changing the whole situation by removing that whole problem. Maybe that job is not something that you're motivated about and the fact that you feel like it's a burden, just stop. But with med school or undergrad, like even for some people, like culturally, like it's it's like a, it's like a big no-no to quit school because of like, family expectations that have been put on you that's why you'll find more of the eastern culture people commit suicide when they find that they didn't do well in school or they find that they're doing something that they're not passionate about but they're in it for so long because only because they're trying to please their parents you're going to find that they're going to more likely have the ideas of suicidal ideation um, depression, anxiety. Damn. So with that in mind, so like, let's say, for example, if you can, if you're not passionate about it, get out. That is, that is my advice. Not passionate about it, get out. Because <laughs> you're, you, we, 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 as cheesy as it sounds, we only have one life. Why would you waste your time doing something you don't like? Right? So, of course. So for, for me, I, want to go into medicine and I knew that I burnt out when I finished my final exams in December and I said to myself I don't want to do medicine anymore this sucks <laughs> yeah I hate this Damn. I don't care about people I don't care about I don't care about anything that I like I lost enjoyment in everything that I enjoyed so I, I didn't want to play soccer I didn't want to like go dancing i didn't want to 
there's there was there was a lot of things like I, like everything that I found enjoyable was not enjoyable anymore, and then I I recognized that I was in that burnout state and I got professional help at that point, um, and that helped me a lot. But also I think, and this is not a substitute. What I'm gonna say now is not a substitute for someone to uh, not seek out professional help so if anyone's going through it themselves go ahead and seek out professional help but this is advice that I have employed in my life so the one the one thing is I have to make sure that I have time for my hobbies every day every single so day. Yep, every sure. single day in those days not not on the weekends only not on after every exam Every single day, I have to do something outside of school because school is my goal to become a doctor, right? And I'm passionate about it, but it is draining. And the way I can get myself out of that is putting myself in situations where it's not so much draining, like playing video games. For me personally, it's going to sound weird, but... I started making a YouTube channel because I wanted to express my creativity. This podcast, right? With you, Trenton. Hey. Um, I love going to the gym because the gym is like more of a, a physical release. Um, I'm learning French, which is a, like I want to learn more languages. And this is something I'm passionate about. So when I do it, it's not it's not draining in my willpower. Um. And then I also employ something called meditation. Okay. And I've been meditating every day for about 30 minutes total in like 10, uh, three 10 minute sessions. So once okay. in the morning, once at night, and then once after my studying to rest my mind. Okay. So, and? oh, works wonders. Really? And the, the specific uh, meditation I'm doing is mindfulness meditation. Yeah, that's the best one. Which is like where you, the most, uh, where you empty your mind of any thoughts. Or even not empty them, but like acknowledge that you have thoughts and you let them float away type of thing. The, the good, the one analogy that a lot of people use is that as, it's as if you're sitting on a sidewalk and you're watching cars drive by and each car is a thought. Ah. That's meditation. Oh, that's so you cool. acknowledge it. You're not fighting it. You're not like, oh, I don't want to think about this. You acknowledge it. You're like, this is a thought. It goes by, goes away by itself, and you'll see it once you find that. And then you go into this state of like trance, where your mind is empty. You and then what you you develop over time, so you'll have more time in that trans state or hypnotic state. Okay, I don't want to say yeah. the word hypnotic because that's different. That yeah. trans state. Um, and you're more into your body. You feel your body. You feel is as as spiritual as this sounds, you know. You're more into your body. You're more into the earth type of thing. You're more into your surroundings. And then once you oh, get out goodness. of that state, your mind that was racing with thoughts, anxiety, depression, emotions get emptied out and is as if you woke up from a nap and you feel that much more like rested and more full like like ready to go after yes. that eh? 
Yeah. And so in the book, Peak Performance, they mention a couple things for rest. So meditation, which helps your mind rest. So it's not so like, let's say, for example, you're doing work, you're doing work and then you're done work and you're still thinking about your work. Do you think you're still using your willpower? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're still using your willpower. You want to stop that. How do you stop that? Stop thinking about it. How do you do that? Stop the thoughts, right? Meditation. Meditation is a good technique. And I, I ask anyone who is going through this, at least give it a try. So I've been using again and again, another plug. I've been using um, an app called Headspace. I think a lot of people have heard about it before. I keep seeing ads about it. I think it's because yeah. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of them. There's like Calm. There's Headspace. There's a bunch of them. The techniques are the same, so it doesn't matter what app. Um, it's like it's guided meditation because I'm not an expert in meditation. I've just read the research and it, and I'll talk about the research in a second. Um, but the research, uh, I mean, uh, but the meditation itself will like it will it will help in terms of clearing that mind and. Um, help your mind rest and there's tons of research on it especially now within the past probably five six years yeah um i i have a friend that was doing her phd in like the cognitive benefits and mindfulness meditation she says mm-hmm. that it's insane how much people can gain from it i never used it like and i'm considering I, i'm one to always want to do the most <laughs> dude you're doing your phd in psychology you should yeah i know right like i, I don't mm-hmm. practice what i preach all the time i i am a do as i say not as i do sort of, sort of person we, every, every, everyone's like that everyone's like that. everyone's like that. there is no human that doesn't do that um so the research that i've read for that is that they found through functional mris which is a scan of your brain and shows the activity levels in your brain is that when you go through meditation, they show that over a six-week period, they found that your activity of your hippocampus is higher as well as the size of your hippocampus increases. And the hippocampus is a part of the brain that's associated with memory. Um, It's a part of the relay station, so for all your sensories to go in and it tells you what they are. Um, And then there is the amygdala, which is your emotion response. So like the amygdala is mostly associated with fear, anxiety, or the, the feeling of anxiety, um, things like that. And they found that the activity is actually less and the size of the amygdala decreases. And that's mm. within only six weeks of Damn. doing. Seriously? Uh, yeah. And they were significant findings. I like that idea. <laughs> Yeah. I like the idea of something that's very empirical. Yeah, and that's that's something that's physical that we've seen in neuroscience with meditation. And it's funny because we see the Eastern culture has used this for thousands of years with the with the the Buddhist movement, Taoism, um, uh, what else? I don't want to say Hinduism because I'm not sure. But I know for sure Buddhism, because that's where I think where the whole mindfulness began. And then the aspects of spirituality, and that's where you start to strain off science and start to go more spirituality. (laughs) But meditation can be found in not just specifically just mindfulness, 
you can get yourself in that meditate like meditation state doing other things so a lot of religions do praying and praying is a type of meditation in yeah. itself right you anyone who hasn't done meditation but then prays and then who has been praying and then does meditation notices that they're they fall into a similar state and um there's even people who are saying that they've done it through yoga through other things but if you specifically want to go into that or you're looking for that state directly and you aren't someone who doesn't pray or something like that meditation would be, would be the way to go about it or mushrooms <laughs> that's different though because your brain's active <laughs> uh yeah no I, um i know people that will do float tanks as well float tanks are like really uh really helpful because it's like it takes away all of your like sensory feelings as mm-hmm. well you don't feel anything on your body you oh is that the, anything, is that the know? is that the thing that joe rogan has like that yes. chamber yeah yes so you lay in it and like it's completely dark completely silent and like mm-hmm. you just you float and you don't feel anything either because you're like just floating kind of on top of the water so you're mm-hmm. you're like all of your senses pretty much are, are completely gone um and you know when when our brain is deprived of senses it starts to you know get active and make things so you mm-hmm. can like so the challenge in that is just trying to completely empty out your brain well same reason like when we close our eyes too tight why like our, our we see flashes and stuff in our eyes is because when our brain is suddenly deprived of of senses mm-hmm. it's already active so it tries to justify being active by making hallucinations and stuff so the challenge in the float tank is to block out everything fair that could be possibly happening and as you block things out that's apparently when you reach that uh, state of meditation or that flow state fair but not everyone has the money to, to get something oh, obviously like that, not right? but like and I there are like much money. simpler techniques to like you know get yourself out of burnout but if you have the money and you like the <laughs> idea of it go ahead i'm not telling you how to spend your money so yeah i'm gonna try to mess with that uh, meditation thing i'm gonna try that app so here's another thing that is a very simple little habits that you can do that will remove that strain on your willpower day to day. So, okay, let me just like back up a little bit. So your willpower in the morning is your highest because when you sleep, you're rested, your mind's not active unless you're in REM sleep. When you're in REM sleep, you're dreaming, your brain's active. Yep. Um, but your mind's rested. So you are regenerating that metaphorical bar of willpower. Yeah. So the very first thing, good sleep. Good sleep yeah. habits. Get a solid eight hours. Get yourself to get enough REM cycles for you to be well rested. That's the very first thing. People who, let's say for example, study and then pull all-nighters are in essence draining like they're let's say for example they studied all day 25% of their they only have 25% left of their bar of willpower yeah they pull an all nighter they're at 0% now they're going to write their test how much effort do you think they're going to put through each question when they write that test the next day minimal minimal right absolutely minimal they will not perform at their peak in terms of that so right. that that comes with time management and being able to not like cram everything so that's a whole different thing yeah. uh 
yeah in terms of school that's that's habits you should have this like discovered in undergrad like how to make good time management skills so if you're in professional school and you're still doing that ooh. anyways uh not not to not to judge anyone not to judge anyone i feel like i i still like cram sometimes too like i'm a med school student i cram so yes but not as bad as i was in undergrad where i'm like studying the night before there's no way i can study like the anatomy of like a full exam on the full anatomy of the body in one day there's no way it's just yeah. not possible no no even human if, can ever even do if that. you do even if you even do, if you do like all it. night you still wouldn't you wouldn't have enough time to even cover the material yeah exactly and, and you're not you just gonna, won't even have to time. remember it going forward as well exactly because exactly and that, that's where it comes into long-term. like long-term memory short-term memory stuff okay we're not talking about study techniques that could be a different topic for <laughs> another podcast uh, okay so another another technique or another thing that a phenomenon that people talk about is called decision fatigue you ever heard of that trend decision fatigue uh yeah 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 yeah, for me, you, you, like, I mean, it's it's kind of intuitive within the name, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so making many decisions leaves a person in a depleted state, impairing their performance of Absolute. future activities. Absolutely. And this can this can be research. this can be as simple as deciding what clothes you're gonna wear in every day. Yeah. So they they have this example. What Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, and Albert Einstein have in common, Trenton? What do they have all in, co- in common? Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, and Albert Einstein. Yeah. Um, we know all of their names. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're using them as an example. I'm going. I'm going real meta here. They all. They all have in common. We. We all know all of their names. <laughs> what do they have in common? They often wear the same outfits every day. Yes. And they don't spend that mental energy trying to decide what they should wear and rather use that energy towards more productive endeavors. So it could be as simple as deciding during the day, deciding what you're going to wear that day. That can deplete your deplete your willpower bar. I'm going to keep going with that analogy, even though it kind of sounds weird. No, it makes sense. So the 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 solution to this is eliminating non-essential decision making can enhance performance but what if like does does that sort of small decision like if you get rid of that small decision does that really make that much of an of an impact over the course of the entire day um it adds up it's one of those decision. things that adds up. So let's say little decision, little decision, little decision, little decision, little decision will add up to one big decision. Let's say, for example, you took out all that small, all those small decisions. That's as if taking out one big decision in your day. Hmm. Okay. Right. So what is somebody like, like I'm just thinking, you know, somebody who, well, you know, I, I guess it can be different to pay again, depending on the good. Energy, okay. So I'll give you an example. Energy, right? My dad is a, is a, is a good example. My dad wears a button up shirt and pants every day every day every day it's professional <laughs> because his professional he, he's a he's a man of showing profession right because he is a doctor and he needs to look the part for the job but he doesn't really put that much energy in terms of deciding what he should, he should wear should i wear this shirt should i wear this this or should i wear these pants with this he has three or four pairs of pants couple shirts and two suits and maybe three or four pairs of shoes 
Simple. Simple man. S- simple and effective. <laughs> and he doesn't seem like he makes it simple. Like what, the way he dresses is he dresses good. Simple but effective. Exactly. Okay. So it's things like that where you take away the superficial decision making or the small superficial decision making in your life and use that time and energy in things that require things that like you want to do that are important to you and put that time and energy into that rather than putting into something that's so little that may add up to causing you to decrease that bar of willpower something that's going to more um, be conducive to your own growth you mean exactly exactly yeah. like that yeah uh, you'd ra- you'd rather you'd rather put that energy into that than if i should wear these easies or should i wear these jordan ones <laughs> but i like my shoes <laughs> I like, I like making the decision. Like, that's what I was going to say, because with some people, like, I think of, like, you know, giving myself, and yes, it's anecdotal, but, like, part of, like, I don't know, my favorite parts of the day is choosing my outfit because I enjoy, you know, looking looking good. So, like, that So that's 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 a decision. That's a decision that you would make that, like, okay, this small task is valuable enough to me that I one. will use that willpower to make that decision. Yeah, exactly. So that's the that's difference, I mean. right? The yeah. difference like that's something that I, that I it's helping me grow because it hel- it helps my confidence and therefore later on in the day. But mm-hmm. like someone who doesn't care, rather than just like doing picking their clothes because society tells them to, yeah. <laughs> they can choose whatever clothes they want um, and wear the same thing every day and put their energy towards something different. No, I can vibe with that. Okay, I got two idea. more, and then two more, and then I'm I'll, I'll let you go on about your thing. So the fr- this the next one that I'm going to talk about is. Motivation. Okay, no, no. Uh, let me let me re- let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Motivation. No, no, no. Let me rephrase. That. Let me let me rephrase that. Okay. The people that you surround yourself with also impact your ability to improve as a person. Oh, substantially. So, an example of this, so that way you guys can understand this, and you as well, Trenton. Um, there is a story about um, two squadrons in um, the military. One, uh, and they're and and they're going through um, a fitness uh, a fitness program to get fit for whatever they're going to do. So they're a squadron. They're a group of uh, military soldiers, and the the fitness of a squadron was determined by the motivation of the least fit person to improve so the least motivation so the person with the least motivation will impact everyone everyone else's motivation to match his so your surrounding of people that you have in your life you are going to fall into the least in that specific aspect that you share with that person okay that's that makes that makes sense. That's a, you know that you're only as good as your weakest link. Yeah. So m- motivation is contagious, but so is the emotion and pain that you go through with these people. So sharing the pain. So like when you share the share the pain. Um, as in like the, let's say fitness. Do as much yourself. Yeah. Exactly. So let's say for yeah. example, 
this this let's say for example i have a good one for myself soccer team fitness sucks with soccer you everyone has to get fit and then our coaches used to make us do like 15k runs yeah to get us fit so this is like before the season starts so this preseason the person who is last is not necessarily the person who is um the 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 least motivated but the least motivated person is going to be the most contagious even though they may be in the middle of the pack oh oh that's so interesting that's, so they like the that you could hold back somebody from the front exactly interesting yeah 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 that's but if you see someone who's last and they're still going even though you see them striving you watch someone do that that's going to motivate you right right there's like those there's those videos of those marathon runners who want to finish but they crawl does that yeah. make you not motivated or does that make you more motivated that motivates the hell out of me when you see someone who's working out and they have a they have some sort of limb deformity where they're missing limbs or they have yeah missing limbs or they are uh, in, like in doing sports or, or in a wheelchair or something like that yeah 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 does that motivate you or does that discourage you that motivates hell out of me yeah so that that would be my example for that one yeah that's a that's a great example your your circle is is one of the most important things most important thing so let's say for example you are a type of person who wants to grow in your field surround yourself with people who have that same motivation you don't necessarily have to put yourself with the highest performing person you can put yourself with someone who has that same motivation as you yeah and you guys will help each other help each other but you also motivate each other and that's why when you go to the gym and you and your friend have the same goals and you you can encourage each other to like go, let's say for example you don't want to go one day that person can text you let's go let's go to the gym da, 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 da. so choosing the people that you surround yourself with will also change the way a task depletes the willpower of your bar so you think is that would you conceptualize that as the person around you adds to your willpower or changes the amount that uh, that a task takes away from it? Uh, the task that takes away from it for sure. Yeah, I I I'd probably agree with you there because yeah. somebody else like you're also sharing the brunt of it for yeah. the most part too. You're seeing someone else go through it, so you're not because so much of like burnout in particular so much of burnout that, that I've experienced and other people have told me too is the fact that you feel like you're alone and like yeah mm-hmm. like you, some people are like that's why I always enjoyed studying around people because it's like I see that you guys are in pain too so I don't feel like mm-hmm. I'm as bad like I'm in, I'm in such a a bad place or like if I see you guys struggling harder than me I'm like oh I, I, I can do this yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not yeah. I'm not in that, in that worse of a boat yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, mean, I think that like I know some people that are just better when they're not around people, but at the same time, like that's gonna lead, like that could possibly lead you to having more burnout in the first place because you just feel so much more alone. Yeah, I don't know. Just depends on the sure. person. For sure, for sure. So I'm gonna throw you like a like a bonus uh, sentence, but I'm not gonna expand any more to it. Okay. Because I want to talk about the other thing. Great performers are not consistently great, but they are great at being consistent. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Who's that from? 
That's the same book, peak performance. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, look at someone like in the um, in the playoffs last year with the Raptors was Kawhi Leonard, who like was just con- like consistent, played consistent. well in every single game. Yep. Now, like sometimes took over the game, but oftentimes was just like had that consistent, you know, thirty points mm-hmm. every game, and like never really exploded, but like was yep. the type of person that you could just was enough to get you all the way through and win the championship. Exactly. Yeah. So don't. So biggest takeaway: don't get discouraged if you're not you're not doing good in one day. If you're consistent, you will always be great. Right. Um, okay. So here's another thing. Another thing in terms of motivation. So a this one hit me deeply because uh, when I was reading this book, they used a lot of examples, and it was really good. Um, so. This one more so is about self-transcending purposes. So do you know what that means? No, hit me. So self-transcending purposes is when you do something out of your own ego. Yeah. Like, like you're doing it your own like because of your own do, ego or Yeah, you're not you're you're not doing it because of your ego, you're doing it to help others. Gotcha. All like altruistic behavior, right? Yeah. So one so here's here's a good example i like this one this is funny so do you ever get those like alumni emails or calls asking for money all the time yeah so it could be imagine being the person who is making those calls it could be discouraging right you're calling (laughs) people you're asking them for money right everyone's saying no constantly yeah they did experiment where they fed those people information about where that money goes and who it helps. So they told the callers that this money is scholarship money for future students. And they gave an example of a specific student who got that scholarship and then now is doing something exceptional, saving people. Da, 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 da. They found right. that they performed better or more positive about making those calls after knowing that information than they were if they weren't given that information. Because they were given a purpose behind it. Yes, it's a transcending purpose. It's something outside of your own motivation. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And you perform better when you're when you're going outside of your own motivation. So this for yourself. this that's really interesting because like yeah. I, I see humans as inherently very selfish, but like but, but that's, we that's also are <laughs> we also I think majority of people are good people and they want to do good, right? And oh, the thing ab- is, our motivation, absolutely. our motivation. grows with with uh, out of the boundaries that we have that is the ego next podcast topic is are humans inherently good or evil <laughs> i think i think we could have a good talk about that i think i think people <laughs> are good because it's good for us because it's we, good for it's good for it's altruistic good. it's altruistic very interesting um <laughs> anyways so okay so then how come how come medical students and physicians get burnout because their whole job is based off self-transcending purpose they're not doing it for the money right you right. do you're going into debt the whole time 
And so the idea of burnout is that you lose that sense of self-transcending purpose. Right. Of helping people where you lose that motivation. It's a negative feedback loop where you fall into more of a burnout and then you lose that connection within your job and back and forth. Right. Yeah. So, and also there, there is a deeper thing you can jump into with the healthcare field. You can know when you're in the healthcare field, you'll notice that the system sucks. <laughs> like the Canadian system sucks. or just the healthcare system in general? Everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. You'll see, you'll see how many holes there are in the system and where the patients fall through those holes. Yeah. Yeah. And what, patients. what, where burnout where burnout occurs is when you lose that capability or that autonomy to patch that hole in the system. Right. Where, let's say, for example, the U.S. is an, as an example, you turn away patients because they don't have money, and your whole motivation is to help people. But if if everything is motivate, if everything is run by money in terms of the bottom line of the hospital then you lose that motive like in in terms of the person i'm not talking about politics in this sense i'm talking in terms of the person's motivation they'll lose that motivation because they're seeing these people get turned away but they chose this job to help people yet they're turning people away so you're there's a, a conflict there's a conflict and that you're leads to burnout kind of internal conflict. and so there's and there's a youtube basically there's a youtube video done by a physician he's uh, his name his YouTube name is Z Dog. He's he's a funny YouTuber. He does okay. like really funny uh, videos, but he advocates for change in the system in the U.S. and he calls it moral injury rather than burnout. Oh, moral injury. Moral injury. Okay. Your morals are injured by the system that uh, at hand. I th- I like that way to put it actually. That's yeah, a, that's a very accurate way to put it. Moral injury. I really. I when I saw that video, that that video hit me. I was like, damn. So that's like a part of the reason that I'm like, I want to do this and talk about burnout and things that I can help with specifically like students, because like I've been through it, you're close to going through it and you have been through it probably in the past too. And like for someone to listen to this and see, um, see someone who's went through it and then has gone past it and is doing a lot better it's good to share it with those people so that way they, they can take those skills and get better at get get like get out of that state of burnout. And that way we normalize it as well. Like and that's that's a, a big thing too. Like yeah. the more I talk about it with people. I had a chat with a friend of mine last week. Um and like I I kind of brought up the idea. I'm like, yeah, like I don't really know if this whole like grad school thing is for me. Like like mm-hmm. I'm really feeling like burnt out. And she's like, Me too. I'm like, oh like cause, uh, again a lot of it makes you feel like where you feel like you're alone and you're the only person who isn't able to handle yeah. the stress and, and you, the more you talk about it the more it becomes normal. Um and the more normal it is, um mm-hmm. the easier it is to overcome because you 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 get to share that, right? Back to what you were saying about being able to share the burden. The more you can share the burden, the more likely you're gonna be able to get over it. Mm-hmm. So communication is key. 
I think if, if someone is approaching that or going through it and talking to other people about it and finding, surrounding themselves with those type of people who are going to be open about it and be okay with not being okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, and, and the more open, the more we normalize it, the more we're going to, we're going to have people being able to number one, avoid it and keep themselves balanced and sane. And if it does happen, be able to fight their way out of it because they know that there are ways out of it. Yeah. That's yeah. our, that's our message. Yeah. I'm glad we can talk about it. This is something like I'm very passionate about. Yeah, and I'm glad uh, you are because it makes it makes me feel better. <laughs> about so it, um, talking about it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like yeah. you're not alone in this too? Oh hell yeah. 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 And again, like I said, the more you talk about, it, the more. You so feel my like next you're... my next YouTube video next week is going to be about burnout. So. Oh dude, that this, this is perfect. Pl- yeah. plug so this your is this for me to. Go. Oh yeah. So my YouTube channel is my name Mustafa Hafid. I'll, it's in the in the the artwork of the podcast mustafa yes. Feed, trenton trenton's name is there too but he yes. doesn't have a youtube channel <laughs> i did when i was in high school but, but yep. I, you guys don't need to know that yeah yeah a couple of them are still there but uh, i took down so look for trenton as well ones. but go for my videos too if you're looking for those kind of motivation stuff but i also help with like study techniques it was more like school-based stuff Stuff that I oh, wish yeah. I knew when I was going through med school, as I'm going through med school. Very so I'm trying to help information. you. And that's, that's what yeah. we want to bring here, too. So have that yeah, exactly. And, uh, so that's why we're yeah. doing like this, like one topic, a podcast, so that way it's chunked into things. And we can talk yeah, about things that we're so. passionate about. So yeah. I just want to leave things with the, just the couple points that I missed out on. I'm just going to name them off. Yeah. And these are techniques that can help you be a better, happier, healthier, and live a more purposeful life. Okay. So the key ideas, so things that we talked about, stress plus rest equals growth. And these are from the book Peak Performance. So I want to plug that in too. So that's a really good book. I suggest if you have time, read it. Um, They use really good um, stories as well as um, research articles and and they, they talk about statistics, so everything is founded off something. Um, so, okay, so stress plus rest equals growth. Focus and removing distractions. Chunking your work. Um, force yourself to rest. Rest is priority. And prioritize sleeping. The power of meditation. Um, optimize your routine. Your mood impacts performance. Creating the, uh, the ideal environment for performance. Um, consistency is key in terms of anything that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Purposefully design each and every day in your life. Have a goal. Have um, a to-do list. Have a checklist. Scrape away all the, all the superficial decisions that you need to make in your life or i mean in your day and focus on the decisions that will progress you in terms of your growth uh surround yourself wisely in terms of people um harness the power of purpose and transcend yourself enhance your motivation using purpose give back to avoid burnout, which I didn't talk about, but giving back is a way to avoid burnout too. Yeah. And then develop and harness your purpose. Take take a moment, sit down, 
and write down the things that you like, the things that you want to work on. Yeah. Understand what your purpose is. Find out what your passion is. Yeah. That will help you guide yourself to things that you want to do rather than sit and do someone else's job. And these are the breaks. <laughs> yep. That's the vibe, man. Uh, and that was a heavy this was a heavy podcast holy yeah, no, no, nothing wrong with that though that's, that's but i point. hope i hope it was helpful but i hope it was helpful hope, hope it was helpful mm-hmm. yeah all right do you want to uh take us home yeah so there that's i wrapped everything up into a little boat <laughs> and i think we're done for today thank you guys thank you for listening thank you very much for listening and we'll uh we'll catch you next time Oh, man.